0: Oh, come on, we you to praise the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the name that is above every name, the name that we have a hope in. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you. We adore your holy name. We worship you in this place. We worship you like this, Jesus, because we really believe this. We thank you that there is a church arising in this generation and we will not be silent because you're our salvation, and in that we have the joy of the Lord. We give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory, Jesus. And as we turn our attention to your word that is living and active, Lord, we pray that this would not be merely be an intellectual exercise where we leave feeling a little bit Better about our knowledge, Lord, but I pray that our hearts would be transformed, our minds would be renewed by the power of your word. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. And if you love Jesus, would you say a hearty amen? Amen. 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 Well, wow. Good morning. Good morning, Junction Church. Hey, if you're in the room, why don't you turn around to a couple of people, say hi, and then find your seats. And to everyone joining us online, it's great to see you. Why don't you turn to your cat? Or whoever you sat with, say hi. Why, why do people say find your seat? No, who's lost their seat? How wild would worship be if you lost your seat? Um, but anyway, uh, my name's Fraser. I am the well-being pastor here at the Junction Church. I want to give you a, a, a massive warm welcome, especially if it's your first time. We love the fact you're joining us or you're tuning in. We really do love the fact you're here. And we really hope this service encourages you and inspires you and uh, brings you a little bit closer to Jesus as well. Uh, so my name's Fraser. If you don't know me, I have a terrible time with the trifecta, not the trinity, the trifecta, leaving the house, finding three things, phone, keys, wallet, I don't know if anyone else struggles with this, knowing where all three are at once, you're like, Fraser, you just need to get a bowl, I have a bowl, I just don't put the things in there in the first place, therefore I lose everything, so I always know where two of the three things are as well, I don't know if anyone gets this, like I always know that where my wallet and my keys are, but not my phone or my phone and my keys, you know what I mean, so we're leaving the house the other day, me and my wife, with our little baby, we're going on a walk, and I'm like, where's my phone? So I'm looking around, can't find it. It's not in the normal places. Even did the sofa shuffle, you know the, and you're like, oh, that's a bit gross down there. I need to <laughs> Hoover that when we get back, and you never do, um, or at least I don't. Um, you know, but I found a pound coin, which was cool. Um, but anyway, I go to my wife, Amy, because how many of us know? Like, I could spend hours looking, she's going to find it in a minute, right? So I'm like, Ames, have you seen my phone? She's like, you know, where have you looked? I was like, I've even done, done the sofa shuffle. She's like, oh, wow. It's quite a thorough search. It's like, yeah. So is it in your pocket? Do I look foolish? Is it in my pocket? No. It's not in my pocket. You can kind of see where this is going. It's not really a big build-up story. But anyway, we go on this walk, you know, we've got our little baby. I like to have my phone because I'm that parent, you know. She, oh my gosh, she breathed in. Let me take a picture. My camera was just full of random moments that really mean nothing um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, But I didn't have my phone. Halfway through the walk, I realized it was in my pocket. It wasn't the one she said, so she wasn't really right. It was in the other pocket, but I found it, and I was like, I can't, I can't tell her, because that's a dangerous precedent to set in marriage, isn't it? My wife being right. I'm kidding. She's always right. So I had to win one. So I was like, we got back. I thought, she's upstairs, right? Perfect. time. Get my phone out. Put it on the side in the sofa. She was right behind me. <laughs> she's like, did you just... I was like, yes. Okay. Okay, darling. Um, I'll listen to you next time. And... um. Why am I telling you this story? Because women know what they're talking about. (laughs) Sisterhood can help me preach this message. So the text we're looking at today is Luke 24, verses um, 4 to 8. Uh, And kind of before we get there, you need a little bit of the preamble, otherwise you're going to be like, what the heck is going on? So Jesus has just died on the cross two days ago. They had to rush his preparation for his burial, so because then it was the Sabbath, so the rest on the Sabbath, that's a rest day. And then the next morning, these women... They will come in to the grave to complete the preparation of Jesus' burial. So Mary Magdalene's there, Joanna's there, Mary the mother of James is there, uh, and some other women that come in, they love Jesus, they knew Jesus, uh, they'd experienced his ministry, and they knew Jesus' words. And, And it's safe to say, as they're coming to the tomb, they weren't just coming in mourning, but they were a little bit disappointed, they were a little bit down, they were a little bit... You know, they'd expected Jesus to be this big military-type leader that was going to lead the nation of Israel out of Roman occupation, and, you know, their hope was in him. And then he died, and they were a bit down, a bit dejected. I wonder if anyone ever feels like that, or feels like that today. And they arrive at the tomb, and the stone's been rolled away. And this is where we pick up the text, and it happens. They were greatly perplexed by this. That behold two men stood by them in shining garments. And then, as they, that's the women were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth. Then the angel said to the women, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He's not here. He is risen. Is anyone thankful that Jesus is risen? Yeah. Some people are clapping like you're watching the Great British Bake Off and Giuseppe's Cake Crows. Yeah, your boy watches GBBO. Um, A bit sad about Jürgen. But anyway... He's risen. This is the greatest truth there is. This is the greatest truth there is. Remember how he spoke to you. This is the angels talking to the women when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day, rise again. And the women and they remembered his words. Why do you seek the living among the dead? And my subject today is are you looking for the right thing in the wrong place? Because I think that's what these women were doing. They were looking for the right thing. They were looking for Jesus, but they were looking for him in the wrong place, in the cemetery, in the graveyard. And here's the deal. I I don't think we get our lives in a mess. I don't think we we get into all kinds of addictions, all kinds of problems, all kinds of challenges, all kinds of messes, because we wake up one morning and we're like, yo, I'm going to be bad. Wake up one day and think, you know what, I'm gonna get myself addicted to pornography today. We 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 don't do that. I think what happens is we go looking certainly in my experience, we go looking for the right thing in the wrong place. We're looking for the right thing in the wrong place. We go looking for the supernatural. Our souls are craving the supernatural, but we go looking for it in the temporal. We go looking for peace at the bottom of a bottle. We go searching for acceptance on a night out, we go looking for love on Tinder. Trying to find Romeo in the club. We go looking for satisfaction in porn. We try to carve out an identity in what we do. We search for joy in our jobs and success. We go looking for the right thing in the wrong place. You can say it a little bit louder. That's good. And we think these things work. And then we convince ourselves that, yeah, but it kind of works, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Because if you find joy in your success, you'll you find depression in your failure. And worry in the process. If you, please don't confuse the incredible piece that Jesus gives you for the absence of worry in a drunken state. Please don't think that the fleeting ecstasy of porn is anywhere close to the true joy that is found in Jesus. Please don't think the fleeting gratification of a one-night stand is anywhere in comparison to the completeness, love, and acceptance that only Jesus can bring you. We're looking for the right thing. We're just looking in the wrong place. These places don't fulfill you. They drain you. If we're honest, these places, they they don't really feed us. They just make us hungrier. It's like filling up a sieve with water. The more you try, the more you lose. And here's the the beauty. And I hope I'm communicating this with grace because I'm not judging it because I've been there. You're looking for the right thing. You're just looking for it in the wrong place. The truth is peace, joy, love, hope, acceptance, identity, completeness. Love is not found in the cemetery of the world, but it's found in living relationship with Jesus. (laughs) You're looking for the right thing, just in the wrong place. And the search is over today, it's found in Jesus, these things. Now, Christians, please, please don't switch off and think, oh, this is, I need to send this message to someone, oh, this is great for them, you know, does anyone ever do that when there's a message, you like text them, we used to do it all the time, didn't we, Pastor Joe, when Pastor Roy was preaching, we used to text each other and say, this message is for you. Really, it wasn't for Pastor Joe, it was for me, Um, but anyway, um, you know, we, we kind of switch off and think, oh, they need to hear that, this is great for the people who don't know Jesus. Here's the deal, these women, they knew Jesus. They loved Jesus. They'd experienced his ministry. They even knew his words. You have to know something first to remember it, right? They remembered his words. They knew They knew. Just, Jesus said it was gonna happen, yet they still weren't looking for the right thing in the wrong place. I wonder how many of us do this. We're saved by grace, but we're still striving in the world, trying to find something that only Jesus can give us. How many of us, we go looking for peace in our paycheck? <laughs> we, we think, if I can just earn a little bit more money, I'll find peace. If I can just get high six figures, if I can just get to seven figures, if I can just sell my business, if Bitcoin would just go up a tiny bit more, I- I'm going to find peace. But peace is not found in financial gain because what's it Bishop Biggie says? He says, more money, more problems. He's not really a bishop, by the way. Um, peace is not financial. Peace is a person and his name's Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. We're looking for the right thing just in the wrong place. We go looking for completion in a spouse. Man, if I could just get my husband, if I could just find my wife, if I could just find the other half, no, no, two halves don't make a whole, they just make a bigger half. Listen, your completion, your security, it's all found in, in Jesus. It won't solve your insecurities. You're looking for the right thing, just in the wrong place. We root our identity in our job, or we try to find approval on Instagram, or we think joy is found in Netflix or Disney+, Plus, or, or we try and seek wisdom in, in the philosophy of men, thinking we know everything in the 21st century. When we don't, actually, these things are all found in Jesus. We're looking for the right thing, just in the wrong place. And these places aren't inherently bad. Pastor Fraser told me to quit my job. No, I didn't. You know, told me not to get a paycheck. No, 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 no. Flourish in your career. Thrive in life. Please, please, please. These places, they're not inherently bad. But when these, pla- when these places become the main place, that's when they become a bad place. Because they were never meant to fulfill what only Jesus can fulfill. So they're not necessarily bad places. They're just not the main place, you know. So why do we go looking for the right thing in the wrong place? You might be like, yeah, it's- Hidden home, actually. I do go looking for the right thing in the wrong place. Why do we do it? Well, I think it's sometimes because we're so busy, we're so preoccupied with the temporal, we're so preoccupied in this world, we're so looking for if, if this can just happen, if this can just happen, if this can just happen. We miss the powerful, supernatural truth that we sang about when we sang Jyra. We, we, we miss these things that, that Jesus has won everything for us because we're waiting for something in this life that God's already won for us in, in the supernatural. We, like the women who turned up at the grave, they saw the greatest miracle Jesus ever did, rising again from the dead. That was the receipt for the price that was paid at the cross. It is just beautiful. And what did they do when they saw the stone rolled away? Were they, did they praise? No, they, they were perplexed. They were perplexed. Oh, but if the men saw the stone rolled away, they'd have praised. The men didn't even believe the women when the women came back and told them. It was only Peter who rang to the grave. They missed it because they were expecting Jesus to do something in this world. They were expecting Jesus to win a battle for one nation, but Jesus won the victory for every person of every race, every creed, every nation. He won everything when he died on that cross. And I think sometimes we miss it because we're so caught up in what's going on. And this is why church is so important. So, what did, the, what did the women need? They needed, can we put the passage back up on the screen? Or if you're watching online, it's going to be just down there. But we can put it back up on the screen. And they remembered his words. Some of us, we know the words of Jesus. We just need to remember them. We need to remember them. And this is why church is so important because you come in here, you sing those songs, you start to remember, I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. And let me tell you, that is enough. That's enough. Jesus is more than enough for us. You get some good teaching, maybe not from me, but next week, we're hearing from Pastor Roy. I don't know if we're hearing from from, from next week, but it will be better than this. And you'll hear some truth that will remind you of who Jesus is and what he says. Life groups in the week, small groups who meet, whether you're part of our online family, whether you're part of the guys in the room, we've got life groups that you can join. You need some good people around you who are going to keep you grounded. Why do I say this? Well, because a few years ago, um, I had some health challenges that started, forgive me if you've already heard this, and um, you know, I'm still here, I'm still in faith, they're still going on, I'm still here, I'm still loving Jesus, and, and why is that, Fraser, what's the secret? Oh, I just got this amazing, like, little thing that I do in my prayer life, you know, I've got this, oh, this, this devotional that, I, no, it's because of church, because of you guys in here who just didn't give up on me, just didn't stop, it's Pastor Ryan, Pastor Lydia, who On a Sunday night when it first started, and you know, they just spent the whole day, I think Pastor D was pregnant at the time, and that drains your energy as well, preaching, doing everything throughout the day. And then what did they do Sunday night? Call me, exhausted from it all. Hey, Fraser, how are you doing? Oh, Pastor Roy, I'm not too good. Well, we're coming to pick you up. You're staying at ours. We'll take you to the doctor's tomorrow morning. Get to Pastor Roy's house. That you're hungry. No, no, I'm not, Pastor Roy. You know, I'm trying to be like a good person. Not, no, no, no. He's like, I'm getting you an Indian. I don't care. So you better tell me what curry you want. Otherwise, I'm going to get you the wrong one. So, okay. You know, and then it's like, do you want anything else? No, 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 no. Chips, rice, just, just everything. Looking after me, loving on me. I'm coming to church next Sunday and I'm just a bit down. Like the women, a bit just mournful. Like, why is this happening to me? Got my hood up. Do you remember this? Had my hood up, bad attitude, thinking, you know, I'm not going to praise. stood next to Pastor Roy and he hit me on the back. He said, take your hood down, worship Jesus. And then she went back to worshiping Jesus. (laughs) flip. What do you do? Put my hood down. I started putting my hands up. It wasn't real worship at the start. I was just, you know. And then we got to the third verse of, um, oh, praise the name. Where it says, and on the third... At break of of dawn, the Son of Heaven, what we were reading about earlier, rose again. And it just dropped into my heart. My heart just melted. That if Jesus doesn't do anything else for me in this life, he's already done enough. By living, by dying on the cross, by rising again from the dead. In Jesus, I have everything. And it's not because I was so good. It's because I needed to get into church. and I needed someone to challenge my baloney spirituality. I'll let you work out what that stands for. You just want to challenge it and say, come on, fix your eyes back on Jesus. Worship him. Listen, this isn't going to be the end of you. And I know people are going through worse in this room. I'm not trying to smooth over the challenges we face on this earth. But what I am trying to say is that in Jesus you'll find peace. It's in Jesus we find hope. It's in Jesus we'll find this stuff, not in the places of the world. So, so where do we go to find this stuff? Where do we go to find the right thing? What is the right place? Religion. We need religion, right? No. Jesus didn't die and rise again from the dead so we could go to the cemetery of religion and tradition to try and work our way to him some forgiveness is not found in reading these written heartless lines over and over, we don't find peace by going to an empty building and lighting a candle, the love of God is not found in just being nice to one another, hope is not found in works, eternal life is not found by just turning up in church, like we're doing God some favor, sorry God I was 10 minutes late, you know, but at least I'm here, no, 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 it's not found in dead, dead religion or the graveyard of tradition, Jesus is not a statue or a picture, he's living, he He's alive. He is risen. He's ascended. He's reigning on his throne in heaven. Why did he do this? So that we—this is incredible—so that we could enter into relationship with him, so that nothing would be in the way. So where is the right place, Fraser? Where is it? You spent a long time talking about the wrong place. Where's the right place? Well, Revelation 3:20 tells us, "Here I am," says Jesus. I stand. At the door and knock. Is it the door of your heart this morning? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. Yeah. Jesus, God Almighty, who defeated death in the grave, is knocking, waiting for you yeah. this morning. And eat with that person and they with me. What does that, that eat mean? Deep, meaningful, real relationship with the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords, and don't think that's not meant for Christians too. Don't think, oh, it's great for the people who don't know Jesus. No, this was written to the church in Revelation. This was written to the church. This was written to us. And the beautiful thing is, is we can open the doors of our heart today because he's already paid the price. We don't need to do anything. We just need to accept him. And it's beautiful. It's just like my phone that I was talking about earlier. I was looking in all the wrong places. Is it on the table? Is it in the sofa? Is it in the kitchen? No, it was in my pocket. And it's the same with Jesus. You've got hope in your heart. You've got peace in your person. You've got Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. All you have to do is open the door and let him in. Not because of us, but because of what he won. It's in Jesus I'm accepted. It's in Jesus you're loved. It's in Jesus you're forgiven. It's in Jesus you've been made complete. It's in Jesus you have peace. It's in Jesus you've got the joy of your salvation. It's in Jesus we have everything that we've been looking for. I have everything in Jesus. It's always, it's only, it's unequivocally Jesus. So what, what's your point, Fraser? It's Jesus. You don't need anything else. It's Jesus. Would you respond to him this morning? Open the doors of your heart and let him into everything this morning. You've listened wonderfully well. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want to give a whole bunch of people the opportunity. Maybe you've never opened the doors of your heart to Jesus, but you want to today. You've been looking for all the right things just in the wrong place. And you want to experience Jesus for yourself this morning. Well, you can do that. I'm going to give you the opportunity right now, and I don't know why you're here, maybe it's your first time in church, maybe you've never embarked on a relationship with God before, but this is a wonderful opportunity for you to start right now, or hey, maybe you come to church, you take it off the to-do list, it's more like dead religion than a living relationship, you say your prayers now and again, maybe you grew up in a Christian household, but you've never made this decision for yourself, then this is a wonderful opportunity for you to join a whole pile of people and make that decision, today so that you can leave this place knowing you're at peace with God, forgiven and whole. Or maybe you used to serve God, but you've gone the complete opposite way. This is a wonderful moment for you to come back and say, Jesus, I open the doors of my heart. I want you to be the Lord of my life this morning. This moment is a gift. We can't work for it. We can't earn it. All we can do is accept it. He doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants our heart. And what's going to happen in a moment is I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, that's your opportunity to put your hand in the air and say yes to Jesus. I'll see it. But most importantly, God will see it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to get you out to the front. am not going to make you stand up. This is a personal moment for you. But then after that, I'm going to just include you in a prayer that every single person in this room is going to pray. But especially for those people who raise their hands to say yes to Jesus. I open the doors of my heart. I've been looking for the right thing in the wrong place. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Just put your hand up where you are and I will include you in that prayer in just a moment. That's amazing. Maybe we've all done that. Hey, why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you stand to your feet? Maybe we've all prayed that prayer. You can stand to your feet. I want to pray over us before we go back into worship. That maybe we've got Jesus in our hearts, but maybe we're still looking for the right thing in the wrong place. And I just pray that God would move in a powerful way and that we would experience these things. Peace. Hope, love, completeness, fullness. You wouldn't walk out of these doors still searching, but you would walk out of these doors having everything that God's got for you. So if you love him, would you raise your hands to heaven? I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go back into a time of worship. Lord Jesus, we pray right now that the doors of our hearts are wide open. Come in. Come in, have relationship with us, Jesus. We want you more than we ever have, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd be at work right now in our minds. You'd be showing us maybe where we've been looking for the right thing, in the wrong place and we come running back to you this morning we pray Lord have your way Lord we want to experience everything you've got for us we want fullness we want the completion that only you can bring we want the peace of God that transcends all understanding which guards our hearts and our minds Lord and as we leave this place we're gonna go out worshiping you because you're worthy of all our praise all our worship we're not waiting for a victory we've already got the victory he is risen so come on church Let's sing this and praise our God.